0: August 28, 1963. In the midst of the craziness, turmoil, oppression, and horrible conditions, a man stood in front of thousands and gave one of the most talked-about speeches in all of American history. Let us not wallow in the valley of despair. I say to you today, my friend. So even though we face the difficulties of today and tomorrow, I still have a dream. Yes. It is a dream deeply rooted in the American dream. Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. didn't just see the hardship. He saw and believed in the good inside of all of the people that had come alongside him and of all those fighting for justice and equality. His fight still goes on not just for equality, but for a world much better than what we have seen and experienced. A world in which we can see and celebrate the good that is around us and use that as a catalyst for generating even more good. That is why we are here. It's the Perpetual Good Podcast with your host, Kenneth Hopkins. Join us as we discover the good things that are happening all around us. And what we can do to bring even more good to our communities. Life is like a box of a sort of chocolate. What swells in my head? do donuts ask boxes. Go with the concept. Never know what you'll get unless you are open for the quest. Welcome to the first episode of the Perpetual Good Podcast. My name is Kenneth. And I'm excited to get started. Before we get into any of the content, I just want to start off with just the question: What's good? What is good? And for me, um, actually, there's a lot of things. There's a lot of things that are that are crazy around the world. But I want to start off with just what is good, and we'll start off with I'm celebrating another year. I. Um, celebrating my birthday and uh, just looking forward to what the new year for me is going to bring. On top of that, I'm also celebrating a work anniversary. Uh, a couple of years ago, I had the opportunity to go to Beijing with a friend of mine, and I came back, celebrated my birthday, and then the next day I walked into a new position and so a lot of good things started from that. So I'm, I'm really happy about that. Another thing that's good is we're here. We're starting this podcast. Um, this is something that has been kind of on and off uh, for quite some time. I've been thinking about a couple of different ideas, different ways to communicate, different ways to engage uh, with different people. And in the midst of all of the stuff that's been going on, this rose up to the top, and, uh, and I knew that I had to do it. So we're starting. We are day one. This is the first episode, and we're going to talk a little bit about really why all of this started and what to expect from that, but right now, those are the things that are good, and, uh, and I'm excited not only because I'm going to be able to communicate, but I'm also excited about uh, the potential of bringing other people on and hearing what's happening in your world, hearing what's happening around the, uh, around the community, around the nation, even around the world. And one of the things that you're going to hear often is that we're going to use this as a catalyst for finding and promoting and doing even more good around, uh, around our world and around our communities. So how did Perpetual Good get started? So let me take you back about a month, actually even longer than that, but really when all of the, the world started really going crazy, and that's when George Floyd died. Absolutely tragic situation, and it ignited a powder keg here in America, but also around the world. There were protests everywhere. And the interesting thing about that, actually, there were a couple of interesting things about it. The first thing was uh, just how many people came out and uh, started protesting about the, uh, the brutality and, and, and what happened because it was just so so striking and so visual. But what started happening for me is that people started coming to me and started asking me questions, started trying to get my perspective on what was going on. They looked at my perspective from a couple of different standpoints. One, my perspective as a pastor and trying to deal with this, but really what they wanted to know was, as a black man, how are you feeling? How are you dealing with this? I stayed silent for uh, for a long time, and one of the reasons I stayed silent was the other reason why why this was so striking to me was that as as harsh as this was for me, this was just one event of many. And actually, if you look at the time frame in which that happened, there were so many things that were happening just in that one week, situation after situation oppression, accusation. People had cops called on them for for various reasons. And again, this was all within a very short period of time. Added onto that, even before that, there were a number of situations that were going on, not just here in America, but around the world, where people of color, people of African descent were uh, were being persecuted, were being targeted. And so for me, People were asking me about one thing that they saw in the news, and yet this was something that I had been living with day after day after day. Even looking back throughout my whole life, I've been living with this my whole life. So I stayed silent. I needed a process. I needed to think about this. I needed to get a sense of what was going on around me. And with, with me feeling like, I, I, I don't even know if I if I feel safe anywhere in the world because of all of this stuff that's going on. So as I thought about it and I processed, I, I decided to write a blog post. And you can, you can read that post if you go to, if you go to my website, KennethHopkins.net, and, and you'll be able to see uh, my post on that. And there's, there's a few other posts that are similar. But in this post, I didn't write about George Floyd. I didn't write about Brianna Taylor. I didn't write about any of the other incidents that were going on. I wrote about my life. I wrote about the situations that I had experienced growing up where I felt that I was being targeted, where I felt that my skin color was a barrier to relationships. I wrote about situations where I was a business person and I had been targeted by police I'm coming home from a business meeting, and I get targeted in that way, and yet it didn't, it didn't make sense to me at that point. And I wrote about a few other things that I had experienced, and yet even in the midst of that, I still had, I still had hope that this was not going to be my future, my kid's future, my grandkid's future. So I was a little afraid, I guess, of putting it out there just because there's there's been a lot of backlash for, for people just expressing what they believe. And, and yet when I did, one thing that it didn't really surprise me, because the people that typically read my post, they're people that I have relationships with. And the response that I got was so positive. And it wasn't just a a canned response. It wasn't just the, oh, you're one of the good ones. You, uh, uh, you speak so well. I, I, I did get a few of those. But the real responses that I got were people saying, I hear what you're saying, and I want to know more. I want to be able to engage with you in this. I want to walk with you in this. And people owning their own actions, people owning what they didn't know, so what this became for me was just a validation that even in the midst of all of the crazy, all of the turmoil, all of the things that are going on, that there is a lot of good that is out there. There's a lot of good, even potential good, that is just waiting. It's waiting for somebody to open the door and say, yes, you can. You can enter into this and you can have a part in, in what this is. One of the things that I found in the process of this is that there were a number of people that I spoke with that didn't feel like they knew how to engage or how to get involved. And so they stood back. They felt like maybe it was somebody else's fight. Maybe it was somebody else's activity. Their their heart was there, but they didn't know how to how to engage. And just beginning that conversation that gave them the ability to be able to step in. And so the, the second part of this is that even though there's good out there, a lot of the good is, is held up behind barriers. It's held up behind fear. It's held up behind lack of knowledge. It's held up behind the lack of knowing that you have the authority to be good. And I know that that sounds weird, but a lot of times things end up in bad states because we don't know that we can step in and do something. There was a story that just happened of a family that was being targeted in a restaurant. It was going on. There were people around in the restaurant, and yet nobody was doing anything until one of the, one of the waitresses, one of the servers, stood up, and she confronted this person who was a, a high-powered CEO, but she didn't care. She kicked him out. She made sure that the family who was being targeted that they were valued, and they should be treated as a guest. And so, again, when it comes to what is, what is good and what is good out there, there's a lot of good and there's, there's a lot of good potential. But sometimes it's hidden because people don't know that they can actually do it. So my belief that came out of all of this, and this was the impetus for this, is that there is much more good than there is evil. One of the things that really struck me about all of the protests happened in my town here in Portland. There is a photographer that took a number of pictures of some of the protests. One of the pictures that I hope soon to have on my wall was it looked like a drone shot of one of our bridges. And there were thousands of people. Thousands of people crowded on the bridge to not just protest police brutality, but to require of the culture of our nation and of our world that people be treated fairly. And all of those people that were crowded on that bridge, they weren't one race. They weren't one gender. It was from all walks of life, all races, all genders, all ages. Everybody came together to have one voice and say, these people that have been targeted matter. That every single life needs to be held in esteem. And we're going to do this until that happens. And so that gave me hope. They had a voice, a single voice, that came together as a collective voice. And what started happening across the country, when people came together with their collective voice, then that started changing companies. It started changing policies. It started changing cities. It started changing cultures. I'm not saying everything has changed. There's a lot that needs to be done. I mean, we have 400 plus years of culture that's built into this. So things aren't just going to change overnight. But things are changing, and that is, that is the good thing. So in the midst of the turmoil, good came out, and that's why I'm calling this perpetual good, because good gets perpetuated when people have the ability and the authority to step up and say, you know what, I want better for this. I don't want just the status quo. I want better for my family. I want better for my community, and I'm willing to step out and to make sure that that happens. And I'm seeing it all around me. I'm seeing it in some of the people that you are going to hear on this podcast. I'm seeing it in this country and I'm seeing it in other countries as well. Change is happening and we're on the verge of something that's, uh, that's really good. So I'm excited about that. And that's, that's the impetus. That's how Perpetual Good got started. So now that we've talked about how this got started, Let's talk about what perpetual good is not going to be. The first, and this is probably the most important point, even though we are emphasizing the good and promoting and celebrating the good, that emphasizing the good is not negating the evil that is present. We're not saying that everything is good and we can just be all smiles and not have to worry about anything. Just actually the opposite. When you look at the life of Jesus, Jesus was one who advocated for good and for hope. His gospel is good news. He's also the guy that went into the temple and overturned the tables of the money changers twice. So emphasizing the good is also recognizing that there are other things out there, but that good is better. And we're going to not only just focus on that, but we're going to try to perpetuate what is better. Second thing is emphasizing the good is not silencing the voices of those who are crying out for justice. And again, it's actually the opposite. Because when we look at what is good, what is good should be available for every single person. In the foundation of this country, let's not talk about how things actually got started, what was written down for this country, for America, was that all people are created equal. Now, what we are seeing is that all people are not treated equal. So in order for us to emphasize what is good, we have to cry out for justice. We, we have to make sure that good is made available for everyone. So we're not going to silence any voices crying out for justice at all. And then the next thing, emphasizing the good is not pitting one group against another. This is not trying to elevate the voices of some and not others. It's not trying to focus on one group of people while silencing somebody else. This is saying that the very tenets of life, the very essence of who we are to be, should be available for every single person. And so it's actually going to be a platform for many people to come together to be able to hear each other And to be able to use that as a catalyst for bringing even more good. One of the people that I follow on Twitter, his name is Stephen Green. He's one of the business leaders here in the community. And he was talking about some some of the things that he gets invited to. He gets invited to speak in different platforms. And he wrote saying, if I get invited to speak on a panel and there are no women on the panel, please check me because I know better. And I I really admire that about him because what he recognizes as a man is that people will look at him and say, oh, yes, you're a, you're an authority figure. We're going to bring you on and we're going to bring some other men on and forget that women are just as powerful, just as smart and making just as many and sometimes even more strides than men in the business community. And so in order to have the best experience He wants to make sure that all of the people are brought to the table. And that's the way it's going to be here as well. When I have a woman on as a guest, guys don't take that as, oh, it's just a woman. I need to step away and not listen. As a matter of fact, you need to listen just as much, if not more, because we need to learn from each other. We need to to take everybody's experience and use that in order to build a better society. Society is built on relationships. It's not built on individual people. So we're not going to be silencing everybody. This is going to be a platform so that we can celebrate what's good and then call out what are the things that we need to do and do better in order to bring even more good to our communities, to our society, and to our world. You have been listening to the Perpetual Good Podcast with your host, Kenneth Hopkins. Special thanks to Bled John for the theme music. Tune in next time for more stories of the good happening in our community. Have a great day and remember, don't let evil overwhelm you, but overcome evil with good.